Hello and welcome to Entertainment Expansion. We are your co-hosts, Tyler Callahan and Mike Ferrante. Mike, how are you doing today? I'm chilling, Tyler. How are you? I'm doing all right. So, if you notice a little bit of a quality difference this week in the audio, we are trying something out. Our current way of recording the audio is kind of hit or miss. So, we're going to see how this goes. If it goes well, we'll keep doing it. If not, we'll go back to the old way or switch it up so we can still get high-quality audio. But never mind that, this week, Mike, what are we talking about? Well, we are talking about the three worst movies in, that came out of the theaters of 2018. That is right. Beginning in January, that means everyone's making their list. And the Oscars nominees will be announced in a couple weeks, but we'll get to that later in a couple weeks. Right now, we got, we got some real pieces of shit in front of us. Oh, so, yes, we do. Mike, if it's okay, I want to start off with one. Just get it right out of the way. I don't want to bother oh, you. Yeah. Just get it off your chest, man. Do what you got to oh, do. Oh, I'm going to get it off my chest. Fifty Shades Free, it's an easy target, but, oh, my God, it's pretty bad. If you haven't heard of Fifty Shades, you know, basically started off as uh, the author. It was supposed to be uh, Twilight Erotica that, you know, turned into an actual book and turned into movies. And this is the finale. This is the third of a trilogy, and... I would say the most positive thing about it is that Jerry Springer is actually in it for five minutes. Jerry Springer. Jerry Springer, yes, yes. If you are in America and you know the Jerry Springer show, he is in it for like five minutes of the movie. I was completely shocked. Everything else, again, the, the main actor and actress, they're fine, but it, the plot is really stupid. Just consistency, like, if you, it, it, this is a perfect drunk movie. If you want to go in with your friends, have a couple beers, make fun of the movie, you're going to have a great time. That's what I did in the theater. You know, I was in a bunch with my girlfriend and middle-aged women watching a the movie. They, you know, they were cheering up or, like, laughing, at, like, enjoying some parts, and I was just, I'd hold back the blast. But, yeah, but I'm just getting out of the way because it's a bad movie, but I have two other movies that, like, actually upset me, like, actually pissed me off. But Fifty Shades. And that, that wasn't one of the ones that pissed you off? No, because I know what I'm getting into. It's Fifty Shades. It's not for me. Yeah, it's not that great sure. of a movie. I'm just getting out of the way. He did it to keep the missus happy. I get it. Yeah, yeah. So, your first piece of shit. All right. So, my third movie right here is Gotta Be the Nun. Like, I was expecting so much more than what we got with that movie. Like, when The Conjuring 2 came out and we saw The Nun for the first time, it was hands down the scariest part of the whole movie. And it was also creepy as a sacrilegious figure that took form of... Mm-hmm like, a holy figure and turned it demonic. Like, yeah. that's awesome. That's interesting. So to turn a... the best part of The Conjuring 2 and have a very limited, uninteresting story where it's not scary, and you are you also kind of don't care along the way. Like, it, it kind of ruined the whole movie. Now, I heard the I heard that overall the movie is, for a horror movie, really boring. Is this true? Yeah, it okay. is extremely boring for our movie. Like, not much happens, and then, like, you get introduced, spoiler alert, you get introduced to all these other nuns there, and then, mm-hmm. oh, plot twist, all these nuns are just ghosts, and they're just figments of the demon, like, projecting. Like, okay, cool. That sounds you like mean to tell me, You mean to tell me that this priest and a soon-to-be nun who hasn't taken her vows yet, because that was such a big point made in the movie, that she hadn't even taken her vows yet, got sent to this church because a nun hung herself. Meanwhile, 
there was no one else left in that church or whatever the hell they were in. I think it was a church or, like, it doesn't matter what they were in. It was some religious building. There's no one else left in there. So why would they even be sent there in the first place? Oh, because an unhung or so? Yeah, we got to investigate that. But, like, there's no one else there. What happened to the rest of the fuckers? Oh, they all died. What are the reports on that? I feel the issue with the Conjuring franchise. I, from what I hear, because truth be told, I haven't sat down and watched any of them fully. Oh, that you're missing out. You're missing they keep out. going back in time. You have the Conjuring one and two, but then the Annabelle movie takes place before that, and I have the Nun yeah. movie, which goes before that. So it's like you already know, you have an idea of what's going to happen, and then if you're going to go back in time, it's kind of scary. Which what well, you're saying, it's not scary; it's just stupid. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, like there is good parts of it. So like the Conjuring one, yeah, amazing movie, absolutely amazing. It kind of brought the horror back to horror movies, where we're in a generation where people like slasher movies more than they like horror. So, like, it's it's a nice taste of distinction, I will say. And then Conjuring 2, pretty good sequel. I enjoyed it. Like, depending, depending who you talk to, they'll say it's either better or worse. To, for me, it was kind of on par. First Annabelle sucked. The second Annabelle, that actually wasn't half bad, but the nun was just trash. So, like, if you were to watch any of the movies in the Conjuring universe, I'd say watch Conrad 1, 2, and then the second Annabelle. That'll give you a good uh, good view of what that universe really could be. Well, you heard it from Mike. That's what we got to watch, and you better watch it soon because Annabelle 3 coming out this summer. Yeah, I'll totally get some fucking shit to bed like the first one. Oh, don't know because the uh, director for the second one went on to make Shazam, so he's not making the third one. We'll see what they got. Hey, let's see what he does in Shazam, huh? That'll be interesting. That's true. So for my second worst movie of 2018 is Pacific Rim Uprising. Shocker. Yep. Yep. Uh, well, let's see. Where do I start with this? Well, when Pacific Rim first came out, I kind of made fun of it because it was basically like stupid Power Rangers. But after a couple of years, I sat down and watched it. I liked it. I respect what they were doing with it and all that. I see the set in there. They're making a sequel. Like, all right, I can watch the sequel. And then I see the first trailer. It's like, okay, so you're going more Power Rangers. Like, there's no weight to these machines and all that. It's like, okay, I can deal with that. You know, people complain how, like, Godzilla, oh, he's at night. You can't see him. You can't see the Pacific Rim right fights right at night. Because, you know, kind of, hint, hint, that's how you save money on the CGI. If you can't see it, you don't have to do it. Yep. So it's like, okay, daytime. Got it. And they then, definitely took that straight out the book of uh, Alien vs. Predator fucking Requiem. That movie you couldn't see shit in. Oh, you mean the Pitch Black movie? Yeah, the movie where you're like, wait, I think that's the Shadow of the Predator. No, 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 that was the Alien. They definitely no, no, take the shit that, in That's the movie where you that. go to the settings before you watch the movie, turn up the brightness on the TV all the way up. And um, you still can't see shit. Yeah. So, I watch this movie, and basically... It kind of just fits in the face of the original. So Charlie Hunnam, who plays the main lead from the first one, he's not in it at all. The the main girl from the first one is, like, here for, like, 30 minutes. And then I think we're going spoilers here because these movies suck, but she just dies in, like, the worst way possible. It's like the first one, she's a badass. And the second one is like, oh, her chopper got blown up by the rogue robot, the rogue Jaeger. Oh, no. Like, really? Um, well, I mean, that's the Charlie Hunnam not being in it. 
you can understand why. He's been a busy guy filming King Arthur, King Arthur, you know? I mean, look, he, 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 he doesn't have that much work right now. I think he could fit in both. He definitely could have, but, I mean, maybe one bad movie a year rather than two. You know, got to have some yeah. stuff. I mean, he dodged the bullet. I, I mean, I'm not saying career-wise he made the wrong choice, but... Um, yeah, maybe you should have skipped that on King Arthur as well. The action's fine. Like, I, I don't mind the action. It's good action. But also, uh, Charlie from Always Sunny in Philadelphia, uh, he basically just gets high off the alien brain and then controls them, and he's the bad guy. Yep. That, yeah, I've got to be honest with that. That, that kind of sounds like a Charlie Day thing to do. That sounds like a Charlie Day thing. That doesn't sound like a Charlie from Pacific Rim, the character he was playing. Um, well, also, maybe he... in the first Pacific Rim, they tease Ron Perlman, might be back. You know, he lived. That was like a credit at the end. Um, he's nowhere in the movie, so if you're looking to see, see to get him back, no. Basically, most of the characters are like the uh, – it's teenagers. It's like the coming-of-age story, kind of, but with robots. Kind of stupid. Uh, good news is it didn't do well at the box office, so they probably will not make a third one. Yeah, thank God for that. Uh, so I'll, I'll shut up about Pacific Rim. Mike, what's your second one? All right. So this one, and I think you'll agree with me on, is The Predator. I, yeah. I, I can agree with you. Yep. This movie, like, it, it had a couple cool things about it, but at the end of the day, we waited so long for another Predator movie, and the last one wasn't terrible. Predators with Adrian Brody and that crazy-ass Lawrence Fishburne looking performance that we got. It wasn't bad. I mean, it was definitely a step up from Predator 2, but just Predator, like, especially the way they left it off, too, like, there's not going to be another one to this. There's no way in hell there will be. No, there won't. CGI wasn't that great. The plot was just really poor. And you kind of found yourself asking yourself a question throughout the movie, like, why do I care? Honestly, like, all these characters, like, I'm not made to like them. Like, okay, like, this guy's got a son that we've just been introduced to. Mm-hmm. So why should I care that? Okay, son... I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to challenge you on this a little bit. Okay. I, I'm not a fan of the movie, too. I think it's pretty bad for the most part. I will say the one thing I did like about the movie, though, were some of the characters. I don't really no, like of course, the son, some of the characters. I like the father, and I like the military dude who, like, just didn't give a fuck. Which one? The the one the the one that was like an asshole throughout the entire movie. Well, that was kind of awesome, wasn't it? No, no, no. The one that's pumping them down. Oh. Him. Not the like, one that looked like too dumb. Yeah, that guy. Yeah, him. Uh, yeah, I loved he, him. He, he was a cool villain, I guess. If yeah. He's considered that. But, but honestly, yeah. you're not. No, you're right on that. One of my favorite characters in the movie was Thomas Jane. Which one? I thought he, Thomas Jane. You know, the old Punisher. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I thought he was funny as shit throughout the movie. Like, he, he played, like, this crazy guy that was kind of batshit crazy with, like, one good friend, and, like, that was it. Yeah. But, like, his performance was kind of interesting to watch in some people. Like, that's about it. Like, I think that's what makes it work, that It's like, they have some interesting characters here, but with the overall plot, they kind of just waste them. Correct. So we're getting back to the plot went nowhere. With the sequel, setting up the sequel uh, that will totally not happen. And for anyone that doesn't know, uh, part of the issue with this movie is that it was plagued by rewrites before it came out this year. The entire third act was more or less redone. So if you did watch the movie, I believe more or less the final battle in the woods, that was not in the original script. 
They have four different endings going from showing off a tease from the Alien franchise, connecting them again. You had Arnold Schwarzenegger possibly coming back, except he said no, so that was crap. So really, script-wise, plot-wise, this movie was a mess from the start. And, no. again, that's the main complaint. And the CGI looks bad because it was rushed. So it's a lot like Justice League is what you're saying. It's basically Fox's Justice League, basically. The, the only thing is, like, they didn't bring in a second director. So. Second director is a lot more upskirt shot. And it's definitely going to be interesting to see what Disney does with this franchise now. Yeah. Let's hope for the best, honestly. Yeah, maybe maybe we'll get a Predator mascot around Disneyland, though. Take some selfies. I mean, honestly, years back, there used to be uh, one of the last times I went, I was a kid in Disney. It was actually, it was it was a Willow and Stitch ride, right, where you sat in a seat and, like, Stitch came up in front of you in, like, this tub, and then the lights went out, but the tub was broken, and, like, you would hear noises, and, like, you'd hear a burp, and, like, you'd smell the chili dog, and it was Stitch behind yeah. you, basically. It was, like, one of those 4D rides type things. That apparently was originally Alien. Really? Yeah, apparently. Like, back in the 90s, that was still Alien. So I'd be interested in seeing that again. Like, you're in this ship, and all of a sudden, like, the tube breaks, and you're hearing these, like, things, and you feel the hot breath on your neck. Like, that could be cool again. I could see Disney doing that. They don't mind getting a little bit more adult with, like, a couple of the rides. They could do, like, Alien and Predator rides. Yeah, but, but that could be... That'd be a big... That could be in Hollywood Studios. That could be Hollywood Studios or have the mascots for, like, a Halloween month or whatever. be perfect for that. But, anyway, we're again, we're not here to talk about Disney, but it's a good yeah. idea if anyone from Disney is listening. My last movie for 2018, and we talked about this earlier, it was going to be Truth or There, but I'm going to pull an Audible, and I'm switching it. Really? I'm looking at the list of movies I watched here. And while I don't think this movie is worth than Truth or Dare. I need to bitch about Fantastic Beasts. I need to bitch. Oh, man. I told you how Truth or Dare pissed me off. Fantastic Beasts also pissed me off, too. Yeah, I kind of know where you're going with this. So, if you don't mind, my, one of my worst movies, I guess, now is Fantastic Beasts, The Crimes of Grindelwald. Now, if anyone knows me, I'm a, I'm a good fan of Harry Potter, so I don't mind mm-hmm. that they're making five movies of this. I don't mind that they're stretching it out. However, my fucking issue is this movie is all set up, you know? That's yeah. all it is. And I don't expect to have a full-blown resolution because you got three more movies to make. I understand. But I felt I watched two hours of a mid-season finale of a show, and there was nothing else after that. Dumbledore, they like to tease you with fucking Dumbledore in the trailers. He's in it maybe 20 minutes in a movie. He does jack shit. So stand around walking, looking good, but that's it. Just walking yeah, around. Yeah, but I'll suffice you on that. Okay, go ahead. I feel like Jude Law did a pretty good performance of a young Dumbledore. He was good. The script wouldn't allow him to do shit. Exactly, but once again, this is just a setup movie. Like, there's not going to be much we're going to get from this film. This film was setting up him not being able to fight Grindelwald because of yeah. something. I'm not going to go too deep into it. But at the end of the movie, that something is no longer in there. So we're going to see Dumbledore Dumbledore in a more prominent role, which I think yeah, would be very nice to see. I, I, I guess just a little bit of expectations, because during the movie there was one scene where the Ministry of Magic comes in, basically locked down Dumbledore to Hogwarts. And you can yeah, actually see him getting, 
you can see him getting visibly pissed. I'm like, oh, shit, we're going to get an angry Dumbledore. And it's like, yeah, no, that's it. Maybe, maybe next movie we'll get an angry Dumbledore. It's like, all right, toward the end of the movie, there are, they, right before the final speech or battle or whatever, we, there's one of the characters that, and I'm saying one of the characters because straight up I forgot her name. It's like it's a big idea to learn where Credence came from. And we have one character talk about, no, this is where Credence came from, full exposition and flashback, right, for five minutes. Then another character pops in and it's like, no, this is what really happened. Corrects her completely and spends another five minutes exposition just saying what happened. That is like, that was a really jarring way to tell what happened to Credence. And even then, well, we still don't know what happened. That, I mean, that's very true. We still don't know what happened. We still don't know who fucking Greetings is. But, no, we don't. I mean, you're talking about the Lita, Lita Lestrange and her half-brother, correct? Yeah, yeah. When they're basically talking about the Titanic, so they don't call it the Titanic, so the ship sank, you know, 1920s. Yeah. A.K.A. Titanic. 10, 15-minute thing is a complete fucking mess, and it's like, have these characters talk to each other. Don't be like, let me tell you a story. Like, we're two hours into this shit. But, I mean, it was it was the way to say that Lita's real brother was dead, and she took yeah. credence by accident. Like, not necessarily by yeah. accident. She was just tired of her brother crying all the time, so she left him there until the day that was chilling, which was credence. Yeah. Now, my problem with the movie, which I'm surprised you haven't brought up yet, is the fact that the cliffhanger they leave it at. Like, oh, yeah, by the way, you're not actually Credence. You're a long-lost affair child of Dumbledore. And by the way, here's a phoenix that I just cast in front of you. Like, uh, I mean, I'll tell you right now, that's, he's lying. No, I, I know he's lying, but, like, okay. still, like, don't set us up like that. Like, come on. Well, I feel like you know about are... Harry Potter. You have an idea he's a lying piece of shit because if you don't follow Harry Potter, what we're talking about Grindelwald, he is the wizard's version of Hitler is the best way to put it. No, I thought that was uh, Voldemort. No, Voldemort's just a bitch. Basically. Compared to Grindelwald, Voldemort's a bitch who has love issues because he was uh, he was born out of the... He can't love the way he was born. Grindelwald's just straight up like, wizards are better than like muggles and they should know their place kind of thing. Um, but then again, it's hard to tell what Grindelwald really wanted in this film too because in some scenes... He said, oh, no, we don't speak about this stuff out loud. True, true. But then in other scenes, he was talking about how, like, granted, it could have all been a ruse on how he doesn't think that we should kill all the muggles without any reason to. Yeah. Like, we're still better than them, but there's still a need for that. They're still useful in some cases. Correct. Saying that, and he also did say, I don't care if you want to love a muggle, that's fine. Mm-hmm. So like, oh, God, then that, again, that reminded me of another issue, uh, Queenie. Yeah, she just went actually crazy in this film. Like, that's first story, fucking crazy. Yeah, no, the first movie was fine. It's like, oh, it's cute. It's like lovey-dovey here. It's like, you better fucking love me. I'll put you on a potion, and you're going to love me. Oh, yeah, you're, you're going to marry me, and that's going to be fucking it. Otherwise, I'm joining Grindelwald. Fuck you. Yeah. But, all right, well, that escalated quickly. Were you creeped out at the beginning of the movie when Newt found out that he was under a spell and, like, was dragged here? Like, oh, yeah. like, I know that was kind of played for laughs, but the more I thought about it, I was like, that's fucked up. Yeah, no, I wasn't laughing about that. <laughs> but that's, that's kidnapping. It's what I, did I did like the end, though, where Jacob Kowalski was talking to her, and when she was 
like really about to go run into the fire with him. Yeah. And she said, come with me. And he said, no, like, I, I can't. And she yelled at him, come with me. And he just looked at her and was like, you're crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, that was such a good callback. And it was honestly a heartbreaking scene to watch. I feel bad for him because, like. Yeah, yes, she loves him. And he loves her with all of his heart. But then again, she's going down a road that he can't follow. He knows what Grindelwald really is. But she's in fact He's plagued by his lies. Like, I, I love, I love like, the fire. He would have burned. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Because Grindelwald he, only let people through the fire that he wanted. Yeah. Well, that's that the it. one who believed in him. Do you, remember the guy that burned? Yeah, that's he, the one from earlier that was starting to doubt him. Like, he didn't make it. Yeah, but let me ask you a question. Do you really think it was based on those who believed in him or those Grindelwald thought were I mean, true that's believers? A, that's the thing. It goes back and forth to, like, what is he saying in the movie that's true and not true? That's why I actually really enjoy Johnny Depp as Grindelwald. Yeah, like, that was a good performance. Maybe not the best man in real life, but... No, no, but, like, performance-wise, this is his best performance in, like, five years. Oh, yeah. Fuck Jack Sparrow. I like this. I like this Johnny Depp. Jack Sparrow hasn't been good since movie three, all right? So... But, no, one of my favorite things about the movie, there, there is a few, but... His big speech at the end, it was like, shit, if more yeah. of the movie was like this, I would enjoy it. But, but like, the yeah. question is, did he, did he let Queenie through because he knew he was able to turn it? I mean, if we're going based on the fact if he's willingly picking and choosing people, I would say yes, because clearly she is going away from what she thinks is the love of her life to be with Grindelwald, because she yeah. thinks it's just cause. So he's like, yeah, sure, you know, she believes me. Sure. I'm, I have no reason to kill her. But, uh, yeah, I mean, I'm still looking forward to the third movie. I think I think they'll fix it. What they need to do now, though, is get J.K. Rowling off to writing the scripts. Because before, yeah, the Harry Potter movies... She's yeah. running out of ideas. No, it's not even that. It's like, she wrote the book. Someone else came in, took that, turned into a proper script. She's writing the script herself. She does not know how to write a script. Yeah, that's true. And they don't have an editor come in and say, hey, you should fix this. And I understand. You're going to tell the person that made fucking Harry Potter, like, yeah, you don't know how to write a script. I understand they're nervous, but this movie did also not that good at the box office. Yeah. Like, it's $600 million, but the first one did $800 million. I don't know how you're going to do another straight three and expect more without fixing issues. We'll see in two years. Let's finish this up. Mike, what is your last movie of 2018? All right. Let me uh, let me really think about this. There's There's been a lot. But then again, there's been a lot of movies I've enjoyed. Yeah. Like, well, we got that next week. Yeah, and we'll get to the best movies. All right, so this might be a shock to a lot of people, but this is the only movie I can really think of. It's got to be Solo. Oh, you went there? I, I went there, man. I went there. I knew I wasn't going to like it. I said, you know what? Fuck it. Let me just watch I love Star Wars. Nope, didn't like it. The movie didn't know what it wanted to do. I mean, the performances were pretty decent throughout the movie, but, like, Mm-hmm. I enjoyed one part throughout the movie. The rest of it, I was like, all right, I really don't care about it. I'm, I'm tired of them trying to do something new with it. Like, nothing on them. Just bring it back to the good old Star Wars and just leave it. Wow. All right. I'm kind of surprised it's Solo. But I, I get I understand how you feel. It, it is a movie that doesn't know what it wants to be because quite simply, It wants again, to be a hype movie, but it wants to be a Star Wars movie. So it wants to incorporate everything in it while changing a lot about it. Yeah. I mean, I feel it's, out of all the Disney Star Wars movies, this and Rogue One feel like actual Star Wars movies, you know? I mean, 
Yeah. Like episode seven I mean, kind I of, but think... a lot of it's from episode four. Yeah, episode seven felt like Star Wars movie because it was a direct callback of all the Star Wars movies. Yeah, and then episode eight is just a mess. It was just a piece of shit. Yeah. Yeah. No, but I, look, I definitely the know Solo is a divisive movie. Like, you're on the side that you don't like it, I understand. I'm on the side of I yeah. liked it a bit. It could have been worse, I thought, absolutely. I mean, yeah, but then again, everything could be worse when you think about it. Well, when Predator we hear... could be worse, the none could be worse. Uh, all right, I don't know if Predator can be any worse. I mean... No, Pre- Predator could definitely be worse. If they just darkened it so it was like Alien vs. Predator Requiem and we couldn't see shit that was going on, it, that definitely would make it worse. I mean, it would hide up some of the bad CGI. I mean, it, it's good now. I, again, another movie that underperformed at the box office. If anyone's paying attention, we have now four movies here that we just named that underperformed. And this is the movie that broke Disney. This is the movie that has pulled the Boba Fett movie. They've canceled that. They have episode nine coming out this year. But after that, they have nothing confirmed officially. Just that they got the Game of Thrones people working on some. And Ryan Johnson, who made episode eight, is getting his own trilogy. But we don't know what they're about. We don't know when they're coming out, if ever. So after episode nine, I think Disney will definitely relax and refocus their plan. So I actually saw an article about this uh, about a month or two ago, how the reason Marvel's better than Star Wars right now, how Disney's managing it, is Disney lets Marvel do their own shit. And they just write the checks, and that's it. For Star Wars, as Pretty soon much. as they bought Lucasfilm, they were like, here's the date for this movie, this movie, and this movie. We need them done now. They didn't care. And obviously now they're paying the price, you know, a couple of years down the road with Solo. So hopefully they learn. But going back to Disney and the whole Star Wars thing. Sure. Their plan is definitely shifting because they yeah. are looking at their new Mandalorian TV show right now. Mm-hmm. So I think they're kind of trying to redirect the focus from the movies because I know it's not really going the way they wanted to. True, true. I think if Mandalorian works well on their streaming service, they'll, they'll do more TV shows. It's easier to do. Yep, easier, a little bit cheaper. Yeah. Overall, it could be good. Yeah, no, I'm definitely looking forward to The Mandalorian with what they have, the cast and people they have attached to it. Yeah, the cast is um, looking very good. And I think that also comes out this year as well, I believe. It should. Yeah, at the, at the end of the year when they launch service. So anyone missing out on good Star Wars stuff, you got shit. TV show, a movie, and the video game coming out this year as well at the end of the year. It's going to be a good time to be a Star Wars mm-hmm. fan. The actor for The Mandalorian is definitely a good actor. You've seen uh, him in Kingsman, Equalizer 2. Pedro Pascal, right? Yes. Yeah, he is definitely an actor. He plays a bad guy in every movie. Oh, no, you got to watch Narcos, then. He plays a good guy. Does he? Oh, yeah. If you ever watch Narcos on Netflix, he's in the first three seasons. He's just one of the DEA cops. He's a good cop. Uh, the yeah. first time I've seen him as a good guy in a film, that's for damn And I hear he's in Game of Thrones, but I don't know if he's a good or a bad guy. Someone would have to yeah, let us know on that one. Yeah, I don't really watch Game of Thrones. Same here. All right, but I think that's about it for this episode. Uh, definitely running a bit long on this one, but we had a lot of thoughts about what we did not like in 2018 for movies, and this will oh, probably yeah. be the same as next week, as we have, we'll have our each three best movies of 2018, what we thought were great. And that's about it. Mike, do you have anything else yeah, to add? So if you guys are interested... Just wait on next week for our top three movies of 2018, why we liked them, why we thought they were so good, and how they performed in the box office. And as always, thanks again for listening. Yep, thanks again for listening. And, again, as always, you can uh, give us your questions or thoughts at entertainmentexpansion@outlook.com or on Instagram at entertainmentexpansion. Thank you for listening.